Well, hello and welcome to the Apple Insider Podcast. This is your host, Stephen Robles, and I have joining me again this week, William. Thanks so much for coming on the show again. Hi, you, you brought me back. It's okay last time. Excellent. That's right. <laughs> no, you're, it's wonderful. Glad to have you back. And obviously, there's lots of coronavirus news, and it's all over. You can't look at the news and not see a coronavirus headlines. So we will talk about that eventually in the middle of the show. But I thought it'd be nice to open up with some of the leaks and rumors that have come out in the past week concerning iOS 14, Mac OS 10.16, and some of the hardware rumors and leaks that have come out. It seems that someone has their hands on a leaked version of iOS 14 because they definitely released a number of features, leaks, and things that will be coming. So we'll touch on a few and then we can comment uh, some of the most interesting, to me anyway, changes that have been leaked in iOS and macOS, but the upgrades to messages. There's been some leaks as to what some of the changes that will be brought to messages across the platforms, such as the ability to retract messages after sending them. Which has always been curious because you could delete a message in a you know iMessage conversation, but it stayed on the other person's device. And so this actually appears to be an ability to retract your message from the recipient as well. So that change, also the ability to tag someone in a group chat. So maybe they could get a notification only if they're tagged instead of always getting a notification every time there's a new message. Hmm. And you can also possibly have a status update, which I find very interesting. So maybe you could tell people that you are available or away or not able to answer right now. So actually, I find all of these additions pretty attractive, especially, you know, being able to be tagged in a group message, because honestly, I don't know about you, but I'm in a number of group texts and I hide the alerts for those conversations by default just because it's way too many notifications. So what do you think about some of these changes coming up? I'm I'm slightly torn because I I get that as well. I get that on the WhatsApp groups I have to use. So after a while, I just go on to Do Not Disturb and turn my phone over so I can concentrate without the constant bleeps. Uh, I clearly don't use messages as much as you, and and your interest in Mm. the retraction... I, let's explore this. Is there something in your guilty past that you wish? <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, no, no, no. This is much like tweets where you cannot edit your tweets. And likewise, you cannot edit your text messages after they go. Hmm. If there was ever a, an important message or a message that had details like a date or time <laughs> and it was, you know, had incorrect information or misspelling <laughs> rather than reply with yet another message with the correct info, you know, to retract that previous and, and send the correct info, that'd be a, that would be beneficial. And, you know, I do like the status update sharing because, you know, we have do not disturb as a feature hmm. across our devices. And so there are times when I'll turn that on and meetings or if I'm trying to concentrate on something and I don't get any of those notifications. And it'd be nice for the people who are trying to get a hold of me to see that is why I am not responding at the moment. So I don't think WhatsApp has any kind of thing like that. It's just red and red receipt, right? Uh, WhatsApp is so ugly. I just, I use it for what I that have too. <laughs> to use it for. I couldn't tell you anything else for it. But I just, let me say, good save there about the guilty past. Yeah, you completely mm, convinced me. Thank you. But I, thank you. there are other, Slack has a, a kind of status update on it. And, or I think, yes. Yeah. Um, the thing is, as soon as you say you could have this, I kind of want it, but I also want an automated thing. I want to be able to tell my phone that I'm doing something and have it start setting status flags everywhere for me. We haven't even got it and I want more. 
So. Right. Well, and it would be curious if they connect it with do not disturb on your phone, because iOS is great where you can signal do not disturb in many ways. You know, you can do it on a schedule, let's say at 10 or 11 p.m. at night and then turn do not disturb off at a certain time in the morning, hmm. which I do that. There's also the car. So whenever you get in your car and it connects to a, oh, yeah. your car's Bluetooth, you know, do not disturb can automatically turn on. And Siri Shortcuts has many ways where you can either trigger do not disturb, you know, via a, sh- a shortcut in the shortcuts app or just by a series of events. So if they use do not disturb as the status message, it could be a way to actually have it already built in. And, you know, people could see that you have do not disturb turned on. So we'll see. Also, a an ellipses uh, showing who, if someone is starting to type in a group chat, oh, yes. which would be useful. That's something that you can't see now. I know, but I'm sorry. Uh, did you ever have somebody who did a GIF that was of just the three dots, and they sent that? And oh, so you were standing no. there watching. For, I mean, it was very funny uh, afterwards. It was. Okay. It's a terrible trick. There's a place in Dante's Inferno uh, set, set aside for those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who's the ellipses GIF? But, but some more changes. There was a leak that there could be a new workout demonstration app coming out, something that you can trigger from the Apple Watch, but then see a workout demonstration on Apple TV or on an iPad. So that was curious. Also, some changes to Pencil Kit in iPad OS 14 that would allow for OCR text translation. So you could write with the pencil and the iPad could turn it into actual text. And there are some apps that do this now on the iPad, but this could be system-wide, even in forms on a website per se and i find that interesting i'd be curious how well that works with apple actually being the ones to develop that why is the word newton crossing your mind at all at this time Mm, that's right i'd like this but my handwriting is so appallingly bad i don't think i'd be a fair test uh for (laughs) that would that would be the challenge to see how well it yeah. could uh, translate that handwriting. It would make me regret giving away my Apple Pencil because oh. uh, I'm not an artist uh, at all. I don't sketch it. I tried it and I liked it. I really, I liked uh, holding it while I was thinking about things. It's an expensive thing to do. Uh, but if I could actually use it for better notes, then I might regret things and unfortunately have to buy a new one. That would be terrible. Well, we'll see. We'll see what updates come. There might be hardware updates to that as well. True. There were some rumors that iOS might get a list view on the home screen. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I don't know if that would be. Hmm. But uh, a list view on the iOS, a new AR app that could interact with objects in the real world. Obviously, obviously, there's apps that do that now. You can do that with Ikea and, and other apps, but something that's uh, built in. And also third-party apps could integrate with the wallpapers on your iOS device. So if you have a wallpaper app or saving wallpapers, you can find those in your settings. Wallpapers apps there. And that HomeKit could change the color temperature of lights in your home, like a Philips Hue light. You would have to go to Philips app or whatever to adjust those Hmm. or create a Siri shortcut or something like that. But HomeKit might be able to change the temperature by itself. Do you have any of those kind of color changing lights? I do, actually. I I have one in in the office I'm talking to you from now. And I wrote a piece for Apple Insider about how you set up uh, Siri shortcuts to use it. And uh, the example I did just because I wasn't doing it, it was that at nine o'clock every night, the light turns red. So that if I'm still in the office, I know I need to get out. Mm. Uh, The number of times it has made me jump as it's turned red it's um but the thing with yes you can control it through serious sugars but i imagine just from what the way i've done it so far you would do that in steps uh at five percent brighter ten percent redder or something whereas one would hope that home kit would be able to just gradually move it 
Um, it's obviously going to do it without you paying any attention, and I quite like the sound. Yes, adjust the color throughout the day, maybe matching the sunlight, kind of like a true tone display yes. for real life. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> With your yes. lights. That's what it means. Yes. And some of those hardware things I was talking about. So some of the leaks in iOS 14 talk about the iPhone 9 or iPhone SE 2, alluding to that in the new iPad Pro, which we knew, hmm. but also a new Apple TV box and a new Apple TV remote, as well as the AirTags location little devices that we had heard about before. But I am very curious, especially with the Apple TV, if they will finally depart from this current design of the remote which do you have one of these siri remotes that i'm talking about i do and i can hear it in your voice that you hate it a lot more than i do i mean <laughs> i know why but I'm, I'm i'm i am forever picking it up the wrong way around but other than that right there's that and i i don't hate it i definitely don't hate it i do find it's definitely remote you cannot tell if the orientation is no. correct on feel and so that's a, a negative. So, you know, you can you might press the menu button when you think you're hitting volume down or something like that. Uh, the touch thing is fine. But, you know, I actually, in my living room, I have a Logitech Harmony remote, and I use that to work the Apple TV anyway. So I don't even use the Siri remote in there. But I'd be curious if they could, you know, better the design overall, maybe make it, make it a little more ergonomic, a little more functional. And I'd be curious if durability, I actually bought an a used Apple TV off of a Facebook marketplace or something. And the owner, he didn't say this upright or he didn't say this upfront, uh, obviously why, but as I was purchasing it from him, he said, uh, listen, the remote works just fine, but I definitely dropped it and it cracked all over. And the entire remote is uh, cracked, you know, just glass cracked. It still works. Ooh. Even the touch sensitive area and it's not cutting or anything, but that's the Apple TV I put in my living room and the Logitech. Harmony Remote takes care of that. But right. yeah, be curious uh, how they change that and, and what updates they would make to the actual Apple TV box. It's hard to guess what's left. Do you, I mean, I, I don't have the latest Apple TV. I have the one before, whatever they call that now, the HD one. Right. Uh, and one of the reasons is because uh, I don't have um, higher resolution capable TV and things. Uh, I see no benefits from the new stuff. Uh, the new sound, I'm sure, is great, but I can't use it. But they've covered that. So what could a new box possibly have in it? More storage for games? Is that going to be enough to mm -hmm. make me move? Maybe more storage if they somehow increase the processor speed and its power. They can maybe do different kinds of games. Oh, true. Uh, maybe, you know, more intensive, long-form, RPG style, better the graphics. You know, I did find, subscribe to Apple Arcade for a little bit, and I let my kids kind of, play around with it they honestly could not find games that they loved on there that they wanted to continue playing they did uh, that sayonara wild hearts game and they enjoyed that but it's a quick game and they you know they played through it hmm. fairly quickly and that was kind of it so I, i've since canceled that but maybe maybe increased processor better graphics better games and like you i do not have a 4k tv so i had not been tempted to upgrade even to the most current version and so we'll see maybe New hardware would mean more software features. Maybe the new workout app uh, integrates with the new hardware somehow. So mm. remains to be seen. We'll have to see. You do know that when Tim Cook announces it on stage, they'll make us want it. I don't know how they do it, but they will make <laughs> us want it. 
assuming they are, they do they stand on stage at all this year because of coronavirus maybe maybe i'll be saved from all right. these purchases because they won't do a show that could be they'll still release a very tempting uh, press release that yes. might sway you we'll see that's true they, they're they can make it tempting even in, in writing <laughs> so some of the other leaks there was a rumor that siri voices could be customized by developers and so as of now you know you can choose between several different accents and siri voices on your phone which i'd love to hear which voice you have on yours but uh, this would allow for app developers and third parties to maybe make custom siri voices within their app and uh, i'm not sure if i have any desire for that but i will say that i do not use the american siri voice i go back and forth between the british accent siri and australian that's just me personally uh male or female though which i do female for both right. female for both I, I the default in britain is a british male uh but as soon as i got siri right at the start i had to change it to a woman because we got it uh, either we got it late here or i just didn't have a phone for a while that had it i i had heard so much of siri and it was this american woman uh, I was this man sounded like a fraud trying to trick me into something. <laughs> so I kept British, but I switched right. it uh, to uh, a British woman's voice. I, I don't know. Yes. I, I there's an idea that maybe third-party developers could do uh, languages or dialects that Apple hasn't yet, and I think that would be useful. It's right. just this does remind me of. Uh, I don't know if this happened in the States, but in Britain there was a, a fad for sat-nav voices to be um, uh, recorded by celebrities. And there's an actor here called Brian Blessed who he has the voice of God. It <laughs> is if he says hello to you, the room shakes. And and mm. and he he recorded turn left, turn right in the most in a top register bellow at you, and it's fantastic <laughs> for about five minutes, and then you go back to something else you can stand. Right. <laughs> but, you know, it was a good five minutes or so. <laughs> yeah, well, we would love to hear Morgan Freeman uh, in one of these voices, oh, yes. if there's a developer out there that has access to that. Or James Earl Jones, either or. The last leaks that we saw coming out actually had to deal with Apple Watch, the Series 6 and Watch OS 7. May have some of these changes. There's been rumors of a blood oxygen detection system in the new hardware. Also in software, the ability for users to share their watch face configurations, which I thought was very interesting. So this rumor. So watchOS 7 is claimed you can activate a child's Apple Watch on the parent's iPhone. You've always been able to do multiple Apple Watches to a single iPhone. I'm assuming that this means that you can give an Apple Watch to a child and set it up with a child iCloud account. Because like if you're in a family, whereas my kids have their own iCloud, which has parental controls and parental restrictions, that you would be able to set up an Apple Watch with child's iCloud with those restrictions on an Apple Watch, and you'd be able to hand it to them. And they don't have to have an iPhone or other device with their iCloud account associated with it. So this would allow you to have that, again, an individual child Apple Watch, which if you have GPS and cellular data, that would open up the door to be able to have that kind of device where your child could communicate and you can do find my devices without them also having to have a phone. And because I do know some parents that have given their child an iPhone because that was kind of the only way to do all that stuff. Uh, you couldn't do it with just the watch by itself on its own iCloud account. So I'm assuming that and also the school time feature that will let parents be able to limit apps and features during specific times of day. So kind of like a screen time additional feature. So I find this very interesting. This is something that I would definitely use as my children get a little older before the age that I would want to give them a whole iPhone, but one that I would love to have 
you know, be able to track their location, get notifications when they arrive or leave someplace. Yeah. And so this is very interesting as they move into this, you know, standalone watch abilities. It also makes you think it could limit access to things on the, the Apple Watch App Store. But is there anything on the Apple Watch App Store yet? It doesn't really seem to have exploded, does it? No, and I, I have yet to find really useful apps on there. You know, many iOS apps like Things actually just released an update where it will sync your Things account and your to-dos directly from the Apple Watch to the cloud, and it no longer needs an iPhone to update. So more apps may release updates like that, you know, maybe some note-taking apps, but I've not found a killer app, no. um, especially sleep tracking was one of the other rumored leaks that Apple may release sleep tracking built in to the health app and the new watch OS. And that is something that is not there currently. And I actually use a third party sleep tracking app and that would kind of Sherlock a whole yeah. other, uh, you know, group of apps from iOS and the Apple watch. So I was just thinking there was, uh, uh, I actually, I work, I'm a, a, a book author as well. And I am um, often brought into schools to talk to children about writing and books and things. Uh, I do occasionally see them with Apple Watches, but it's quite rare. Fitbits are far more common. Yeah. But um, I'm mo I rarely work with teenagers. I think because uh, here, I'm sure it's the same in the States, the curriculum is so packed by the time they get to teenagers, there's no room for visiting authors. So uh, I get uh, probably 13 is the absolute oldest I will most often see. So maybe it's watches go for older kids, but uh, it doesn't seem to have made a big inroad here from the couple of thousand kids I would have seen in the last year or so. Right. So again, these are all rumors and leaks. We'll see what the actual products are and OS updates are soon, which then segues us into when will we see these things and how will Apple communicate these? Today's episode is sponsored by Masterclass. Masterclass is an incredible online service and website, and it lets you learn from the best in all kinds of areas and businesses. You get exclusive access to online classes taught by masters of their craft. You can learn about space exploration from astronaut Chris Hadfield. You can learn culinary skills from Gordon Ramsay, even comedy and writing from David Sedaris. With over 75 different instructors across many categories, there is literally something for everyone. I personally have been going through the course by Hans Zimmer on film scoring I love the way he teaches about melody and the importance of that in a film score, how he develops different melodies for different characters, and just seeing the equipment he uses in the studio is so interesting, and I love taking that class. The video quality on all these master classes are incredible. It looks great, it sounds great, and they're available everywhere. You can watch it on your iPhone, your iPad, on your Apple TV, or stream it on your Mac, wherever you'd like to watch it. And I really like doing it on my iPhone because I can switch between video and audio only if I'm in the car and I want to listen to it almost like a podcast. They work great there as well. Lessons are just about 10 to 15 minutes, so it's great for a drive or just taking a lesson quickly on your lunch break. It's a great way to learn a new skill. Each class is broken out into those individual lessons and there's downloadable materials, all of which you can explore at your own pace. I highly recommend you check out Masterclass. Get unlimited access to every masterclass, and as an Apple Insider listener, you get 15% off the annual all-access pass. Just go to masterclass.com slash Apple Insider. That's masterclass.com slash Apple Insider for 15% off the annual all-access pass for masterclass. 
Our thanks to Masterclass for sponsoring this episode. COVID-19, the coronavirus, is just in the news so strongly. Just yesterday, the World Health Organization actually labeled the coronavirus a pandemic. President Donald Trump, at least here in the United States, actually kind of did his first press conference where he was doing a policy change to address this directly. And it was actually unclear, unfortunately, the statement that he made from the Oval Office. Mm. He originally said that he was banning travel from European countries to the United States. Later, the White House tweeted some clarifying statements that this is for European citizens. And so if you're an American citizen traveling abroad, you would still be able to return. And the travel ban is really on specific cities and regions, not just you know, across Europe. You know, unfortunately, that um, yeah. cloudiness aside, there's been many headlines, and, and I'll just jam through some of these headlines and then we can comment. Mm-hmm. But Apple closed all of its stores in Italy amid the coronavirus quarantine. So the whole country of Italy has kind of gone under lockdown and is quarantining. So all the Apple stores are now closed. The White House also met with tech companies or at least communicated with them, uh, Google included, Facebook, Amazon, and Apple asking the tech companies to help join in the fight against the pandemic. Apple stores everywhere are taking measures to prevent the spread. They're taking some furniture out of the stores, making less places to sit and gather. They're also limiting how you can interact and try devices like Apple Watches and AirPods. You used to be able to just kind of go in the store and try them on and see how they feel. So they're limiting that kind of access. Apple canceled today at Apple Sessions in the coronavirus hotspots here in America, ones in California and Washington, I believe. And also, unfortunately, there was actually an Apple headquarters employee in Ireland contracted the coronavirus. And also, I don't know if you saw Tom Hanks and his wife Mm. are actually in Australia right now, and they've uh, contracted the coronavirus, they said in a statement just yesterday. So much going on here. In the midst of all this, Foxconn actually came out and said that their factories are returning to normal, even better than expected, exceeding expectations, they claimed in their statement. So curious, it's, you know, whether or not China is on the up and people are just returning to normal. So unclear there, but Apple, again, has encouraged everyone to work from home, all of its employees, making it, um, you know, also unlimited sick time for anyone that might have symptoms. So, so much going on here. And again, we still have no word about WWDC, which you and I discussed last week, but I feel like it's inevitable that Apple is not going to be able to do WWDC as it has historically with the huge event with the thousands of people. Uh, it seems impossible. I mean, I tell you, as we record this right now, several companies, the schools things, were waiting for word from the British government on what to do next. And it's been later and later, and, and it really it's come out with nothing and so the confusion is here as well as in the states uh, nobody knows what's going on and it looks like the only sensible thing is to shut down as much as possible uh, i work for the royal television society today they announced um then they weren't waiting for guidance they were just sh- shutting everything down uh writers guild that i'm deputy chair of we've been moving to skype meetings and it's just it's funny i'm not as affected because of course i'm a freelance writer i work from home a great deal of the time it's amazing how many friends of mine have been asking me advice on this fact we wrote a piece Mm. on apple insider on on how to handle it yeah if you're suddenly required to work from home from your company there are certain things that it yeah it would be really good to be able to do first to get ready and then certain ways to approach 
uh, the working physically and also your health and stuff. And I got to admit, I'd never think about that because I'm so used to it. But yes, as uh, we've had uh, coronavirus cases um, within sort of 60 miles of where I am now. So suddenly it does feel all very close to home. Yeah. And we've had some increasing number of cases in Florida. There's still only been two deaths, but there are reports of increasing cases. Actually, some of the public schools are taking measures here, uh, even without, even with the lack of diagnosed cases, uh, talking about shutting down for a week. Several of the universities here in Florida are doing a mandatory distance learning. So starting this Monday, that all classes will have to be online or con- communicated via video conferencing. So, so many measures being taken. And again, with President Donald Trump finally taking steps to limit exposure and everything that's going on, I, I can't imagine. And with all these leaks, that iOS 14 in the hardware leaks, and, and we'll talk about it in a moment, but the Ming-Chi Kuo uh, leaks that, and rumors talking about the scissor switch keyboard coming to more products, I have to assume that Apple is going to go digital for their developers' announcements. I was actually at this exact time last year that WWDC was announced. I believe it was the 16th or 17th that they uh, opened registration and ticket sales, or or they opened the ticket lottery for WWDC this time last year, this weekend. And so I have to imagine that a statement will have to be coming soon uh, to address this. And I don't imagine they're going to postpone it uh, you know, to the fall or even later in the summer, like we discussed on last week's episode. I imagine it has to be either closed event or strictly digital, streamed, and you know all the announcements just made that way, which will be it'll feel very different and strange. Yeah. But it would seem like it would just be irresponsible now to have an event with six thousand people. And even Santa Clara County, you know, they said that they are not allowing events or gatherings of over a thousand people. Kansas City, just today here in America, Kansas City said that they are restricting gatherings of more than a thousand people that you will not be allowed to do that mm-hmm. which affects so many i mean that includes houses of worship that would include stadium sporting events and here in america also nba suspended their season for the time being so there are no nba games being played and the ncaa tournaments the march madness will not have live audiences they're continuing with the games but they are not allowing any fans or audience members uh, in person to watch the games so Goodness. Just great lengths being going by so many companies. I again Apple I would think has to make a statement soon. Don't know where my mind got to on this, but I've now thought it I've got to say it. You said do you think Apple will have to go digital? Is there not a chance that Apple already has gone digital that actually that's mm-hmm. why we have all of these rumors out why we have ios 14 leak that they are keeping us interested when they know there won't be an event is that conspiracy theory in reverse somehow <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to tell you know because in the past there's been leaks you know the iphone 4 left in a bar and oh, yes. you know how many of these are you know are planned leaks what i'm saying is leaks aside announcements aside I don't believe that they would just put an iOS 14 press release out. You know, I think they want to shape the messaging mm. on their iOS, watchOS, macOS updates. And so I'm saying they will have to do some kind of Craig Federighi, Phil Schiller, these guys on a stage or in studio talking about these things, actually announcing the changes and the APIs that are now available. I can't imagine 
they would leave that to a written form without really shaping visually and purpose and vision for these things. So that's what I'm, when I mean digital, I'm, I'm thinking there'll be some kind of video that we can all either stream or watch on a given day that talk about these announcements. I'm going to go for, they'll do it through Memoji. That's what it will do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All the new emoji coming in iOS 14. No, I wouldn't you agree that, I mean, they, I can't imagine that they announce all this just in press releases and on their website and that'd be it. Oh, no, I completely agree. I mean, as I said, last time I talked to you, the, there's the post show bit. There's the whole week of developer stuff that's crucial for what we get later in time for the public releases of these things. And they've got to find a way to do all of this. Um, so yeah, I think the keynote is the highest profile, but in some ways it's the easiest to solve because you know how good they are at filming things. They will make a really compelling yeah. uh, uh, film of something and put that out. And then for developers, what else will they do? I don't know. But you're right. I cannot conceive of them actually holding WWDC in the form we've always known it. So stay tuned, obviously, to Apple Insider. And as soon as news breaks, we'll obviously have it on the website. And we'll try and keep you updated. You know, again, we, we said this last week, and this is a time for preparation to take precautions, but again, not panic. Yeah. You know, it's incredible. The, you know, the joke online is, you know, we're not going to prevent the spread with toilet paper <laughs> because somehow toilet paper is out of stock yes, everywhere. Same here. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, hand sanitizer is also out of stock. Thankfully, that is an actual recourse to preventing the spread. So yes, take precautions if your business company or if you have the ability to work from home, you know, do it. You know, there's again, no downside. Check out the article. We'll link to it in show notes about working from home. I've seen many news outlets kind of giving those tips from working at home. Uh, and again, this is half joke, half serious, but so many meetings that can be an email. I think now is when we are discovering how many there actually are yes. <laughs> meetings that could have just been an email. This is also one of the things in the news where it affects elderly more, yeah. you know, obviously and strangely kids are seemingly to have great defense against this. The younger you are and the better health you are or the less chance of it being a fatal illness. You have to think that you can carry it to people who would not be as safe, you know, whether it is your own parents and grandparents or the people that you are around in public. And so it is not just being precautionary for you and your family, but those who might be affected even more so. So again, just pay attention to your local, state, and national governments and what they're asking you to do, to take precautions and be aware, be vigilant, wash your hands. Uh, my mind actually went there when you mentioned about the hand sanitizers being sensible and stuff. I understand uh, all over the world there are companies that are now selling uh, cures for this stuff, and I think that's... That's foul, isn't it? Knowing that it doesn't and knowing that people will... Pa I'm panic eating. That's the only thing I'm doing. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've thought about, you know, getting food and stuff and it's like, well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Again, it depends on where you are too. You know, it depends on the country you're in. Obviously in Italy, it is a vastly different situation than even in the UK, even in America, and even in America. It's a different situation if you're in Washington and California than somewhere else. So just take precautions. That's all. All right, well, let's touch on these last hardware rumors. Ming-Chi Kuo, who we mentioned actually in the last episode talking about the ARM Macs that might be coming, uh, he is now saying that there is a new MacBook Pro and MacBook Air with scissor switch keyboards coming in the second quarter, meaning pretty much in the next month or so that there will be the scissor switch keyboard that 
debuted in the 16-inch, well, debuted in the MacBooks years ago, but that came back in the 16-inch MacBook Pro that will be coming to the MacBook Air and the smaller MacBook Pros uh, very soon. So curious about that. And the mini LED technology might be coming. And even those ARM Macs that we had talked about recently that actually may be coming by the end of this year, the end of 2020. So we might not even have to wait till 2021. And you said you were interested in this uh, scissor switch keyboard coming to the air. What what makes you that be the uh, what's piquing your interest? Well, because things I'm just a nut for keyboards myself. I have loads of them. I love them. Mm. Uh, but I have by chance. I know somebody, uh, one or two people who are in the market. One for a MacBook Air and one for a MacBook Pro. And I know she doesn't really, she wouldn't really go for the 16 inch one for what she needs. Uh, so in both cases, uh, I'm trying to explain to them that y- you never know. But right now might be a good. I actually think if you've got to buy a Mac to do something, you've got to buy it now. You get the best you can, and it will always be replaced by something better. But sure. if it is going to be in the next few weeks, those two particular machines that these two particular people want, uh, kind of compare. I'm eager for them. I'm watching the news for this because mm-hmm. uh, I, since I last spoke to you, actually, I used the 16-inch uh, one uh, for much longer. And, uh, yeah, I actually really did prefer the keyboard on it after all. The I, I, first time you use it, you can tell the difference. But it's when you're actually writing something at length, uh, I suddenly realized uh, I was making far fewer mistakes on it than I was on, um, what else did I try? I think it was the 13-inch mm. uh, MacBook. So it makes a significant difference. We don't know yet about the whole reliability issues, but it feels so much better. It looks like it's going to be so much better. I would be wary of... Uh, buying a butterfly keyboard now even though i actually used to like the feel of them when i tried them so yes that was what was most exciting to me except uh actually it works out it's a whole all of ming chico's things the whole thing is macbook related isn't it it's uh scissor keyboards by the next quarter then it's probably an arm uh, macbook at the end of the year we don't know and he says it is without any detail and then next year, he was also saying that there'll be some sort of chassis redesign of MacBook, MacBooks. Anybody would think MacBook was the most profitable Mac there was. That's bizarre. Right. Yeah, I'd be curious, too, that the chassis redesign. <laughs> chassis now is it's extremely functional and minimal. And the, it was amazing that the 16-inch actually got thicker and heavier yeah. uh, with the new battery, which uh, no one is mad about. Or Well, not to say no one. You know, There's always someone to <laughs> complain about it. But, you know. More battery just for a little thicker, you know, but I can't imagine uh, what other chassis might change unless it includes, you know, there were some rumors about, you know, touch areas on a trackpad or touch sensitive buttons and possibly um, a touch bar that you can interact with without physically touching it. So maybe those play into the chassis redesign that's being rumored. But I I think Apple just needs to, as quick as possible, get the scissor switches back Mm. into the entire line. And so maybe that's why they're pushing it faster. Uh, you know, especially with the Taika Watiti, you know, who blasted Apple at the Oscars yes. saying that they need to fix the keyboards, you know, maybe it, that uh, put a little fire under them to change it. But but the ARM Macs coming at the end of this year, that's very interesting. And, you know, maybe it's all going to come in one fell swoop, you know, new MacBook Air, Scissor Switch keyboard and ARM all at once. I mean, that would be a very interesting machine to have, you know, before the end of the year, which again leads to the idea that Apple has to if they're making that arm switch in the next nine months, surely they have to say something um, come summertime, come June, uh, to prepare developers. So, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Mm. 
interesting year, isn't it? I wasn't expecting it to be quite so dramatic, obviously, but so much going on. It's great. Well, yeah, the coronavirus isn't great that bit, but the number no, of no, no. product changes and Apple and how they'll deal with things. Because I, I was thinking last year, in a way, it's, it's last year was clearly the year of services and hardware was kind of pushed to the side. Most of it came out in press releases. And so, and I wondered, would they just go back to normal this year? Would they pick up with a few updates or would they somehow concentrate on services again? And it looks like they're pushing really hard on every hardware update that we could want. Yeah, and it'd be curious. There actually was another story about the Mac Pro and how it is um, not really being supported well in Genius Bar because it's just not a popular machine, as in not many people are getting it. And Andrew, our video guy and writer at Apple Insider, he has actually had a little bit of a nightmare trying to get a repair on his Mac Pro. And so Mm. maybe we'll have him on the show soon to kind of talk about that experience. But it would be nice if they, you know, focus on that hardware and we see that new iPad Pro come out, these changes to the MacBook line, the iMac Pro updates that we talked about last week. So it would be a nice positive news to come uh, after all this uh, Corona stuff goes away soon. Listeners, stay in touch with Apple Insider. You can find links to both William and mine's social media and emails in the show notes. We'd love to have you reach out, let us know. You know, one of the things I'd like to try on future episodes too is kind of answering listener questions directly. You know, if you have a question about anything, about iOS or macOS or a hardware question or recommendation that you would like, we'd love to have you tweet it at us or you can send us an email. Again, find all that information in the show notes and we'd love to answer those questions here on the show and uh, we'd love to give you credit for those questions. So reach out to us for that and let us know what else you'd like to hear. And also, if you could give us that five-star rating in Apple Podcasts with a comment, we'd appreciate that. And again, keep your eyes peeled on the site and on the podcast for updates on coronavirus, for these hardware, WWDC, all these announcements. Anything you'd like to share with listeners before we go? I love that idea of the questions, uh, except uh, if I'm on the show when it happens, can you give me notice so that I can study and prepare and appear to look spontaneously brilliant? Uh, Just, yeah, help me out there. Will do, absolutely. Well, thanks again for joining me, William, and thanks for tuning in. We'll catch everybody next week. 